Hello and welcome to episode four of the Encore podcast series brought to you by WN35 Music. I'm Kira Makin. I'm delighted to be joined by Rob Lee as always. It's been a long time, Rob, actually. I had, I had a look just before we started. I believe it was the end of July, the last time we did a podcast. But there is good reason for all of this because you, Rob, and our kind social media uh, lady, Amy, have moved into your new house. So uh, just give us an update on how it's going, mate. Yeah, uh, house has been moved into, thoroughly moved into, completely moved into. All the vinyls are here, all the music's here. So, you know, priority numero uno is uh, is there. We've not got a fridge or bins or dishwasher or anything, yeah, any of the essentials, but the, the vinyl's plugged in and, and it's working. So, yeah, it's, it's good. Uh, so, yeah, you, uh, you can blame me for the six, month, uh, six months, six weeks that we've had off, uh, although it does feel like six months with all this coronavirus that's still going on and... Music venues should have been opening and not opening. Ah, oh, that's for another podcast. <laughs> yeah, why Rob and Amy have been delving into the world of IKEA flat packs. Um, things have been going on in the music world, and some things haven't been going on in the music world, uh, like Rob just touched on. Then um, we're still no nearer to knowing what's going to happen with gigs and and crowds and stuff like that. Again, that's a, a debate for probably our next big podcast. To be honest with you. Uh, things that have happened, there's been music uh, release, which we will get on to, um, or we will, we will try and catch up on, at the very least. Um, and other mad stuff going on, uh, Ian Brown and Noel Gallagher, brothers in hands for not wearing masks and all that jazz. Um, but, you know, again, we'll discuss that at a later date. But um, let's, let's, let's look at a positive of music, and yeah, uh, in the time that we've been away, there has been some music that's been released. Um no less than the sixth studio album by Las Vegas band, The Killers, um, Imploding the Mirage. Obviously, Rob, me and yourself were, not just us two, but us two oh, and fabulous a, a few other people. Media. Yeah, we were meant to be going um, to watch them, Old Trafford, but obviously it's been moved to next year, so fingers crossed we can we can go to that. But Imploding the Mirage um, released. Just want your general thoughts on it, really, and then I'll give mine and we'll just sort of see where where it absolute. takes us. it's an absolute belter i mean you know me i'm not really one for writing notes um but i have and it's just it, it's written here in big letters and it just says blowback on it and it's that for me is the track that stands out the most on the album it's, it's an absolute stomper um but you know i just it, it's almost kind of been like a, a, a long time coming i know i know they brought out wonderful wonderful the uh, three three years ago was it 2017 they brought out wonderful wonderful and then before that there was battle battleborn i think it was or was that uh, a compilation no, Spotland, yeah battleborn uh was 2012 and yes wonderful wonderful was five years later 2017 see you've got absolute font noise i'm loving that but yeah i mean people people always say oh it's not the same killers from who released mr brightside me 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 it's like mr brightside is not the best song Get over it. Just because you know all the words doesn't make it their best song. It might be that song that introduced you to the killers. But open your ears, open your eyes, and expand more. And imploding the mirror. I mean, that's exactly what they've done. They've just smashed this one out of the park. It's it, it's amazing. It. I, we were supposed to go see them on bank holiday bank holiday weekend in second bank holiday weekend in May this year. Now we've now got to wait till June next year. I'm a little bit gutted because he would have played a lot of these songs uh, whilst we were there. So, yeah, I'm a bit gutted we missed out. But roll on next year because we'll know all the words. 
Yeah, learning lyrics is something that obviously I'm quite keen on because I, I just think if you're going to go to a gig, what's the point of not knowing the songs? Anyway, um, Imploding the Mirage, uh, I think it's probably um, the best Killers album since Sandstone. Um, Hot Fuzz, the debut album, is obviously um, the best, undisputed best for me. I think it's the strongest album in the sense that, um, well, you just got to look at the beginning of it, to be honest with you, you know, the opening sort of five tunes are unbelievable. Jenny was a friend of mine, Mr. Brightside, Smile Like You Mean It, Somebody Told Me, all these things that I've done. Um, takes a little dip, but then later on you've got like uh, glamorous indie rock and roll, stuff like that. So that's the strongest album for me. Then Sam Stone was the second album, which was brilliant. You know, Read My Mind and When You Were Younger on that. Um, but I'd say since Sam Stone, Day and Age, Battleborn, Wonderful, Wonderful, I wouldn't say they were great albums, to be honest with you. I don't think they're solid albums because... They've got one, maybe two good tunes on them. You know, you're looking at Day and Age, and I've just got them up here. You know, Day and Age had Human and Spaceman. Two great songs, but the rest of the album, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's some on Day and Age, like I Can't Stay and Neon Tiger, which I'm a big fan of. Um, and then, you know, if I'm honest, Battleborn, really, I really struggled with that album. When Wonderful, Wonderful, I mean, I, I'm not going to have a bad word said about Wonderful, Wonderful and The Man, the two opening tracks on that song. They are they are stomping, but I get what you mean. They've got Hot Fuss, and then they've gone into Sam's Town, which are two really good. And then they did kind of fall foul of that tricky third album, you know, that quite a lot of bands struggle with that third album release. And you could probably count on well, at least two, uh, at least one hand, maybe, maybe no more than two hands, that who has got that third album spot on. And it's very, very very short, short number. So the fact that they've now... They've dipped and then they've really come back up and imploring the Mirages. You know, I think it's jumped straight in as maybe, if not the th- third best, I don't know what I'm going to say, it's their second best album after Hot Fuss. And anybody wants to argue, will have a conversation on Twitter about it and we'll call each other bad names and then apologise <laughs> later. To be fair, I'm going to disagree with you because I think it's the third best album. I think Hot Fuss, then Sam's Town. Get on Twitter think... right now. <laughs> um... But yeah, Battleborn and Wonderful, Wonderful, again, following in the same suit as Day and Age, there's one, maybe two good tunes on them. And you've got Runaways on Battleborn. The Man is a fantastic tune. Um, one of the best, I think. But again, Wonderful, Wonderful wasn't a strong album. So what I'm trying to say is basically Hot Fuss and Samstown were strong albums. Um, since that, until they released Imploding the Mirage, did not add an album that's got anywhere near that. I'm not saying Imploding the Mirage is brilliant all the way through. I think My Own Soul's Warning... Caution, Firing Bone and Blowback, which are the four singles, are the four best songs, so I can understand why they've released those as singles. I also like Running Towards a Place. Um, I think, so I wouldn't say it's a, a fantastic album all the way through, but it's the strongest album since the first two is what I'm trying to say. In terms of the tunes themselves, um, in, uh, on Imploding the Mirage, I mean, My Own Soul's Warning, in the opener. Um, I love that, and I think it sets the tone for the album, you know, it's got that, like, synthy style keyboards in and the funky bass and i think that's sort of prominent throughout the album i can see this one being an op- a set opener to be honest with you rob it reminds me a bit of crystal you know new order the full version of crystal where it has like the build-up and, and a bit of like um sort of isolated vocals and then it yeah. just drops that's what my own source warning well, is like it's funny it's funny that you say that because the killers took their name from the video for Crystal from New Order, uh, the band in the the the, the, the band I use inverted commas because they were a made up band at the time. 
that uh, appears on the music video uh, for Crystal on the drums. It's the the band name is the Killers. It's not the actual the Killers that we know from from Las Vegas, but the band name was uh, was the Killers and. Uh, Brendan Flowers is a massive New Order fan. Uh, he brought Brendan Flowers. Uh, Brendan Flowers. He brought Bernard Sumner on stage the last time that the Killers uh, toured. Now, and we're about to go full nerd on you with my Killers knowledge here. We've missed an album out, and it's 2007. It was the third album, and I want to say it was called Sawdust. Yeah, I think I don't think it was a. It, I don't think it's classed as like one of the studio albums, but I know what you mean because it had a track on it um, called, I believe it was on Sawdust called "Shot at the Night." Is that on the? They played that at Glastonbury when I watched them last year, and that was a a great tune. Um, I may be wrong though. No, I don't think. No, actually, coming to think about it, you're right. It is a compilation album, but I don't think "Shot" uh, "Shot" was on the. Anyway, we can discuss that another time because I'm sure our listeners aren't too bothered about a compilation album. We've mentioned the main six. Yeah, and uh, and I think we've you know sort of glossed over it pretty nicely there. Um, it's great to just have music being released, and obviously um, the Killers are obviously trying to you know get the music scene back active. Like uh, they they didn't cancel their uh, like like we've said we're going, but. You know, it's a massive UK tour. What they're going to be doing uh, next year? Obviously, we're going to Old Trafford Cricket Ground, so it's they're playing some big, um, could big arenas. Been, could you have been any more northern than we're going to Old Trafford Cricket Ground? I know. What what can I say? <laughs> what can I say? Um, but yeah, overall, pretty pleased with uh, Imploding Mirage. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, and I think it's a I think it's a nice bit of news as well for the Killers. You know, they've had a bit of for want of a better term and excuse my friends they've had a bit of shit thrown at them this year aren't they for you know accusations and, and things that are being looked into and to have some music that's come out and it's absolutely stomping it's you know it's good for them it's good for their image yeah absolutely um and i mean it was only the last encore episode where we covered you know what happened to kasabian so um there's a lot of negativity surrounding the music scene i'm not condoning anything you know to do with Kasabian and Tommy, you know, if anything gets proven about the killers. But what I'm saying is just, it's nice to have, yeah, a little bit of positivity. Um, you know, when we actually had a, a, a band we spoke about before, Spectre, they did a couple of socially distanced gigs recently. So um, I'm still not, you know, in this day and age, um, no pun intended, by the way, um, I'm still... Uh, that is superb. I don't even mean it. I'm still a bit conspicuous on social distance gigs, not because... Um, I think now it has to happen for the safety of people, but I hope it's just not a, a long-term fix, but you just don't know what's going to happen, do you? I just want to go to a gig. Yeah, same. Um, somebody I bought the a, out or something? <laughs> I bought some uh, tickets for the specials the other day, so, um, you know, but it's this time next year, but it's just great to have that feeling, um, you know, to buy gig tickets again. I need to get on. Anyway, yeah. Um, DMAs, we need to. Let's, do you know what? Because that's a good segue because DMAs are bringing a show to Liverpool next April. Let's buy tickets for that and now let's talk about the DMAs. Yeah, we will. Just to box the killers off, um, I was just reading before, Rob, that they're actually um, already back in the studio recording the seventh album as well. Super. Um, so, is that, uh, that exploded uh, the Mirage? Who knows? He says he thinks, uh, Brandon Flowers said he thinks it might be better than Imploding the Mirage. Um, and he expects it out within around 10 months. So 
happy days. Let's keep the ball rolling, as they say. Yeah, like, let's move on to DMAs now. This is one we discussed in our last big podcast, which seems like a lifetime ago now. Um, and it was pretty fresh to our ears, this album, The Glow, which is the DMA's third studio album. And we're both pretty impressed with it. Um, uh, yeah. I, I don't know if you want to go first. I mean, since listening to it more, I'm not saying I hate it or anything like that. I may have and, and taken on board some opinions of my pals. Um, I may have some different things to say. Nothing super negative. Um, but having taken on some opinions and listened to it more and listened to... I still need to listen to a bit more of the first two albums, but having listened to those briefly, there's a bit of a change. Anyway, I'll come on to that. You go first. Yeah, I mean, you you mentioned the change there, and I think they're a band that's not scared to to just change things up and try different things, and I've got a lot of time for that. As of you, you know, we've spoke about this before. We've got a lot of time for for bands that just go, do you know what, let's try something different. Um when when it first came out, it was that fresh. I, I nearly ran it into the ground with my ears. I nearly just absolutely obliterated it and just just listened to it to death. But I didn't. I I, um, I um, what's it called? I pulled myself back on it. I reined myself in. Uh, but I just think it's a superb album. I think it it's one of them that I can't I can't really pick out a song that I go. Oh, do you know what? I'm just going to skip that one and, and move on to the next one. I, I, I can't I can't do that. Um, I, I I really enjoyed the album. I mean, yeah, compared to the original, uh, the first two albums, I do I do like more of the all uh, first songs, which I'm sure we can go into depth about another time. Um, but just the glow, I think, yeah, all round, seven out of ten. I don't know why I rated it. <laughs> Just came out. Yeah, I mean, um, like I said, it's not that I, I don't like the album anymore or anything like that. I, I, I said this last time and I'll stick by it. I feel like, um, and you know, and I've said it before, that I love a good strong start to an album. I feel like this is a very strong start to an album. You know, never before, The Glow, Silver, Life is a Game of Change, and even Criminals for me, um, I think, you know, are really, really good tunes. I mean, there's no coincidence that the glow silver lives a game of changing are all singles off the album. Um, my personal favorite is life is a game of changing, not because of like the trance psychedelic sort of vibes that come from it, but, um, the lyrics are quite synonymous with, you know, stuff that not only I've experienced this year, but everyone has experienced this year. You know, the whole year has been a, a game of changing, hasn't it? You know, it's so it's quite, um, quite yeah. an aptly named song i think i think if they'd uh if they'd, they would have never been able to plan something like that you know how many albums you bring out you couldn't bring a name of a, a song name out like that and then what has happened this year to happen so it was a complete coincidence but it just works so well yeah absolutely um and like i said i like criminals as well um but this is where i sort of take on board what my a couple of my friends have said so uh jordan and kieran who actually introduced me to the album and they're massive dma's fans that Jordan in particular listened to the early stuff, loves the earlier stuff, and he's uh, I want to say he's anti this album. He just he feels like they've gone a little bit uh, poppy almost, um, which I get. And Criminals obviously is one probably one of the the poppiest tunes on there, um, and I think he sort of maybe feels a bit of a that they've uh, sold the soul a little bit. And I think a good comparison I can make is like Blossoms. So Blossoms brought out the first two albums, which are really good, and then the third album because they were so successful and almost to capitalise on that success and get radio play, etc., they brought out quite a poppy third album. 
No, you, you have a love or hate that. Like like you said, Rob, me and you are pretty open to, you know, bands changing and stuff like that. And I get that. I, I'm all for it, you know, experiment or else, you know, it, it can go stale. But I'm also taking on board, I suppose, the sort of, um, yeah, that sort of concept of, you know, you, you're almost not letting the fans down, but, um, you know, going away from your roots a little bit. So it's a fine balance, I'd say. But for me, I, you know, like I said, do not hate this album whatsoever. I actually think... Um, there is a little bit of a dip, maybe strangers and learning alive sort of dips, but then it's, it gets pulled back up by Hello Girlfriend, which makes it an absolute brilliant tune. And then sort of a little bit of dip again in the second half, where you've got Appointment and Round and Round, which are, are, are decent tunes, but then again it gets picked up by the last tune, which is Cobra Kane, which I know is probably your favourite song. Absolute quality tune. Um, you know, I listen to the whole album, and you do naturally gravitate to our song on the album. Um, I just, I just can't stop listening to it. Doesn't matter, you know. I, I said I, I reined myself in to listening to the, um, to the album to death, but that one song, I, no, I didn't rein myself in on that. I just, I like everything about it. I like the trance feel. I like the way that it, it, it just chills you out, and that's what, um, that's what, I, and I like the overlapping lyrics as well. Uh, yeah, just everything about it. I mean. Can't really say it makes sense. No, I'm not sure. I need to look into the lyrics a bit more. But yeah, just I, I was a big fan of that. But then, um, yeah, life of a, if life is a game of changing is a big another big song as well. And the glow, and like you said, you can see those why those songs are singles because they are huge. It's, you know what you said about the blossoms. It's a good job Jay wasn't on because he would have had you. Yeah, he, he would have. Yeah, he would have. Good to see, good see his then. face again on the next the next one. I know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna uh, tell him that. What, that's what you said about the blossoms that sold the soul for radio time. Um, you, you, you've proper like sensational. Like, you've you've absolutely tabloided me there. I am. I'm gonna tell him that. But <laughs> I think we've come back to it again. What we said about uh, about the killers for the third album. Um, you, the third album's always tricky to do because you've you've established you, you've come onto the scene with your first album. You've established yourself with your second album, and then the third album. There's no real you know, unless you do what Oasis did and just dive headfirst into a massive pile of cocaine to keep yourself going like that, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna really you're gonna really really struggle. Um, I, like I said, in the past few years, I don't know anybody who's brought out a third album and gone superb, and it's gone right to the top. Maybe this is why DMAs have you know another reason they've changed it up as well because it's the third album. Yeah, and you are right to an extent. I do often have this conversation with one of my colleagues at work about, you know, it's difficult because bands, so many bands, are often a victim of success after the first, maybe second album. You know, because it, it's often believed by you know probably ninety ninety five percent of fans that the first album that a band brings out is the best. Now I can think of a handful of exceptions: Manic Street Preachers, maybe. They didn't really experience commercial success till I think it was the fourth album, Everything Must Go. And, you know, that's that's an anomaly, really. Radiohead, second and third album ripped off. Uh, I've just thought of a third album. You'll love this because we spoke about it before. Whose third album is by far and away blows everything out the water, everything else they've done. Kasabian, their third album. Their third album. West Rider. Yeah. That's the only one I can think of, though. You know, even. Even the likes of Arctic Monkeys and uh, you know the Killers, 
even Oasis's third album, you know, it wasn't compared to their early stuff. You, people always say definitely. And again, I've just about to say a, a point that backs up what you're trying to make. When people, Oasis fans go, definitely maybe was their best album. Would it add Shaker Maker on it? I still struggle with that song, even though yeah. people. I mean, again, it's a game of opinions, like we always say. Um, I know what you're saying. I mean, Act Monkeys was a good example uh, with Humbug, which was their third album. I mean, I think that's one of them albums that you look back on in hindsight and you, and you go, actually, you know what? It was actually pretty decent. Um, not the best by any stretch of the imagination, but at the time it was like, what is this? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, so again, you know, it's all part and parcel. Like we, we were talking about, you know, it's good to experiment. Sometimes it's not always good to experiment because people don't necessarily get it straight away. I, I think I speak to my, my, my mate Nathan and Be Here Now, obviously is Oasis' third album and Noel absolutely hates it, but a lot of Oasis fans like it. Um, See that, it's strange because Noel hates it, but Liam loves it. Yeah, and Nathan, my mate, said he, at the time he bought it, he went out and bought it and got back and listened to it and he liked it, but it obviously didn't have the same feel as What's the Story Morning Glory, definitely, maybe, but he said it's just got better with age almost. Yeah, it, it, it's got it, it's fine wind itself because, you know, how many, I, I would, I'd challenge anybody who says that they listen to all around the world, the whole nine and a half minute version. I'd challenge anybody who says that they listen to that all the way through because it's not a, a long Oasis song. It, it, it's not. It's When Oasis do a long song, it's like, do you know what I mean? It's it's them from start to finish. But if you were to compare that to the nine minute version of Fool's Gold by Stone Roses, that's Stone Roses from start to finish. And you can sit there and you can happily listen to it and you just let it take you away. But, not many people listen to all around the world. Um, all the way through, as soon as the lyrics start stopping, and you're like, right, done that now, I've done the important bit of that song, let's go back to the beginning, or let's go on to the end. Um, but I honestly think if DMAs continue on the upward curve that they're going on, give it 10 years, and people will be saying, how good was the glow as an album? I think... They're uh, on the way to being huge in this country as well. Obviously, they're from Australia. They built up sort of like a cult following in the UK, and now they've become massive over here. They're almost, uh, you know, sort of like adopted now. They adopted adopted Britons, even though, you know, that they're Aussies. I don't think the uh, if there's any cricket or rugby fans, um, I don't think they're taking too kindly to that. I mean, I watched them, the uh, soccer AM. I mean, people would be like. Key, what are you doing watching Soccer AM? It, it died when Lovejoy went, and I'm like, yeah, I know, but I still watch it shame, shamefully on a Saturday morning. But they were the guest live band. Obviously, they couldn't be in the studio, but they uh, sent a uh, a video in from Australia. They did an acoustic version of the Glow, and it was it was brilliant. And I think um, another good thing about them as a band, they can do both genres. They can, you know, do uh, indie uh, like rock and roll. Um, you know, the, in this album, the, uh, the glow they've um, you know gone quite electronic in some parts, pop, but acoustically they're also brilliant. You know, they've done these these covers like a the Believe Sure Believe cover, which is beautiful acoustic. Um, you know, so they've got they are the full package really. Um, and the singer to wrap up my point, he you know has such a beautiful voice. I think he's a great singer. Right, I'm actually doing some shameful Googling now because I hope it's not. You say Thomas O'Dell, it's not. 
see, this is where it gets confusing now because there is a Thomas Odell and there is a Tom Odell. One's English, one's Australian. Make sure you pick the right one. There's an Ashes. Can we have an Ashes of the Tom Odells, please? The Tom Odell Ashes? Yeah. I think I'd, I'd have to back Australia in this Ash for the first time in my life. I'd, I'd be I'd be there drinking Fosters with you, mate, so don't don't worry about it. Other Australian beer is available, probably. It, yeah, it's probably better as well. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, um, we've gone down some rabbit holes there, which is, you know, what it's all about, which is what we tend to do. It's been a while since we've gone down those, some of those music rabbit holes, and before, before I think we, we made a lot of points not... Yeah, before we wrap it up, I don't think, you know, we really came to a conclusion, but there you have it. It was just more like a verbal diarrhea of what's built up <laughs> over the past and bump and a bit. <laughs> Ver- verbal diarrhea, I think, the DMA's Glow album is very, very good. And Thomas Odell, the Australian one, uh, please don't get angry with me because I thought you were the Tom Odell, who's the English one. If you li- if he's listening in at all, I'm sorry for getting you vaguely mixed up in my mind. I'll it's buy you a pint if you come over. Um, yeah overall I think Imploding the Mirage Killers and The Globe IDMAs are both solid albums you know maybe not the most complete albums from both bands but strong enough to say you know what it's going to be a bloody good time to see those those songs live and just nice again in you know what continues to be an uncertain world particularly in in music which we're going to get our teeth stuck into in the next big episode um, it's just, just nice to have some positivity so yeah Rob anything else to add before we uh, move on to our final bit no DMA sound keep the music coming killers sound keep the music coming nice one and that should I said that's a general message to the music industry keep the music coming you know and keep your chin chin up really if you you know there's, people think that all bands are millionaires I mean we'll talk about this again later on one of my favourite bands ever in the makers um they're not the biggest band. No, they rely on the cult following. They were, and they need the money basically from uh, from gigs and stuff like that. So you know, it's not not everyone in the music industry is a billionaire. So it's vitally important that we get it back up and running as soon as possible and as safely as possible. Anyway, we'll save that for another day. It's time to move on to our final feature. What we do on the Encore podcast, and that is our single out feature, where myself and Rob pick a single. Um, that's been released by um, anyone really and we just sort of say yeah go and listen to it we try and sell it to you um, in a very brief few sentences so Rob have you decided what you want to go for because I know you had a few options before we came on I'm between three still two are from the same band um, and it's the band that you uh, wrote about uh, recently called Back to Earth Back on Earth Back on Earth Back to Earth I'm going to Back on Earth yeah Back on Earth there you go I had to check um, uh, somebody else in Heroes, both very good. Track. When I first started, when I first started listening to them, and they sent us the the press of what the song was about, I was just like, "Oh my god, we've got a French version of Fallout Boy," and I was panicking a bit because I'm not Fallout Boy's biggest fan. So I apologise to our friend Harry now, who is a bit of a fan of Fallout Boy, but I'm not a fan of them. Um, and then as soon as I listened to it, I would, I've never been more wrong about music in my life. It was a great song, uh, especially uh, somebody else. I really like that. Uh, and then keeping it local, um, Bolton band um, The Shed Project, who we covered before, have brought out their fourth single called Do It. Um, that's actually Do It, if I pronounced it properly, didn't go all northern. Um, <laughs> and I kind of like it, you know. It's got a bit of a 
it's like a Stone Roses melody and sound to it with a Joy Division bass line weaved through it, which is, which works. Um, so I'm kind of sitting on the fence between all three of them. And after you've talked about which one yours is, I'm going to have a firm answer for you of which one I'm going to pick. Okay, I'm more uh, solid on this one. Um, and it's uh, one of our favourites of this podcast, really. Uh, Liverpool band Circle Waves, obviously I'm obsessed. Um, and we, you know, we discussed them in, in to death, really. We discussed Sad Happy to its absolute death. And Sad Happy, which was the uh, box room recordings EP, what they released during lockdown. Um, they released a new single with um, a guy called Alfie Templeman. Uh, is it Templeman? Let me just double check. It absolutely is, um, and it's called Lemonade. It's a, uh, it's quite. It takes on sort of, sort of elements of sad happy. You know, when I said it's you know happy lyrics over sad melodies and stuff like that. It's it's kind of that vibe. It's it's quite a melodic soft tune, um, but the lyrics again are quite um, hard hitting and uh, they sort of represent the reality around us at the moment. Um, but don't let that put you off. It's a great tune by. An absolute gem of a band who just seem to be getting better and better as they go along. So, uh, yeah, go and check it out. Lemonade, Circle Waves featuring Alfie Templeman. Yeah, can't argue with that. Great song. I liked it. I loved it. Uh, somebody else, uh, Back on Earth. There you go. That's my single out. Uh, they're a band that proved me wrong. Uh, got a great sound. Um, the rest of the music, Stompers. Yeah, there you go. There's my solid answer. I just needed to... I just need to brain dump the rest of my thoughts before I come up with a solid answer. I think we've done a lot of brain dumping, haven't we, today in this? And some rabbit um, holes as well. That's it, but that's what it's all about. Um, so, yeah, we're back in business. Thank you, Rob, for your time. Um, we promise that it will not be as long uh, away at this time around. Obviously, moving into house is quite a big thing, so I absolutely understand that Rob, you know, has been building wardrobes and you know stuff that i can't even imagine doing so. <laughs> honestly the two things that i've managed to do since moving house is a win the ikea flat pack world championship and become fluent in swedish spot on and hopefully you've learned the meatball recipe um i will be around to actually uh to come and you know uh, judge rob's house on how it looks uh, very soon and give him some feedback not that he will be bothered <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no all jokes aside um it's great to be back um we're going to bring you a big episode again hopefully we'll be joined by jay we're not seeing him for a while we're going to get stuck in into what is the complex sort of battle between the coronavirus and the music industry it's a hard one um we'll try and do it some justice um obviously rob mentioned somebody else by back on earth those guys are a french band they got in touch with us now you don't have to be french you can be from anywhere if you want us to write about your music Drop us an email, wn35music at gmail.com. That's correct, isn't it, Rob? Yeah, sounds it. Yeah, um, you can see uh, news, reviews, and interview articles on our website, which is wn35music.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search wn35music, and you can listen to all of our, well, the rest of our podcasts on uh, Spotify, Anchor, google and apple and i think i've just about covered everything do you know what you've hit every nail on the head there i have a little list me that's in my podcasting notebook and i, I go through each one even you've, you've got them all professional excellent so all that's left to do is say uh, thank you to rob thank you very much and uh, thank you to you guys for listening um i've been kieran making 
And this has been episode four of the WM35 Music Podcast, The Encore. <laughs>